episode 145, Make Time for a Sexy Marriage. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we are smiling behind the microphones tonight. We um, are. You know, it's always fun. You know, I mean, we do that intro every week, you guys, and, and yet every time we do it, it just puts a great big smile on our face. Um, it's because we get to hang out with you guys. Well, uh, yeah. You, t- you literally took the words out of my mouth because we're here with you. We are, you know, going through this holiday season with all of you. I hope, we hope that you had a fabulous time um, over the Thanksgiving week, that it was a time for thankfulness and for spending time with family and friends. Um, however, Thanksgiving looks for you. Uh, it was for us, it was a small family gathering with Tony's parents, which I was very thankful because my mother-in-law asked to have Thanksgiving last week and it was good because my kitchen sink, um, the plumbing broke Wednesday night. So I was very thankful. Um, and it was just nice. And then my brother-in-law and his wife took the kids for the weekend. Yeah. So tell us what you're thankful for or how your Thanksgiving went. We'd love to hear it. You can email us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Or if you'd like to call in, leave a voice message, let us know what's on your mind, how these holidays impact your marriage. You can call 858-876-8663. And again, all calls, all emails, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really been um, it's really been heartening to us to see the responses that we're getting since we first um, started telling you guys a couple weeks ago that everything was going to be kept anonymous, and um, we just want to thank you mm-hmm. for trusting us with what's going on in your lives, um, the good and the bad. You know, we hear from a lot of you and. And, you know, I just, um, actually just finished crying over an email that I had read. Um, a listener sent it and it was, um, dealing with child loss and, you know, we cry over your emails. We laugh over the ones where you share funny stories with us and we, we grieve when things are not going well in your marriages. And so I want you to know that every message is received and we take your privacy very seriously Um, and so we thank you for trusting us with what's going on and, and we, can I just say one thing too, folks, as we continue to grow, it's getting harder to email everybody back. And like Elisa said, we do get them all. We do read, read them. We talk about them. We pray over them. And then we do try to get back. It's just getting a little busier for us. And so we are working through some of this growth and where we're headed with One Extraordinary Marriage and and how to work through this. And as you know, you've been listening to us for many years, some of you. Some of you just have jumped on, but you see that we have 144 episodes and this is 145. So we're working through stuff. Just know that we're here. Mm -hmm. We are reading it. We are, um, what I'd like to say is we're, we're trying to get out there more so that we can have the workshop so that we can have the program set up so we can, so we can be with you guys more one-on-one than just answering emails individually. And that, and we'll be talking more about that. in as we progress into 2013, so let's start up into this week's show, mm-hmm. make time for a sexy marriage. Now, if, if your life is anything like ours, um, 
you have just entered one of the busiest times of the year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we're really spread out this year because Thanksgiving was super early. So there are four full weeks right. until Christmas. And, you know, that means holiday parties. That means gift giving, gift shopping, you know, on top of work and kids schedules and, you know, all of the, you know, if you're in church and volunteer obligations and parties and plays, choir, <laughs> dance, any of those things on top of winter sports, mm-hmm. you know, you have basketball, hockey, maybe still into football season for some of you folks out there. There's just a number of things that really sort of ramp up in this season of our married lives. Mm-hmm. And Elise and I have gone through 15 of them. This is number 16. And we'll have to say, that 10 years ago, it got even crazier when our firstborn came t- into our lives on December 13th. And then Followed three years seven later. years ago, when our secondborn came into our lives on November 29th. So, you know, in case you haven't done the math in that you know, last 10 seconds, we have both of our children's birthdays within two weeks of each other, smack dab between Thanksgiving and Christmas which makes it very difficult for us, for many of you out there, you know, Thanksgiving hits and the the Christmas time of season really hits. It's, you know, we're going to get the tree. We're going to start decorating. We're going to put up all the decorations and the lights for us. It's really difficult because we really want to let our kids know that we honor their birthdays. Mm-hmm. And so we struggle sometimes on when to put the tree up. Yep when to put the decorations up because we also want them to realize that, Hey, you're important. Your birthdays are important and we want to celebrate those. So we get in this really funky time and we've had some nice little battles and head to head, um, discussions on, you know, do we put up the Christmas tree right after Thanksgiving? Do we wait until after Alex's birthday on December 13th, which only gives us, you know, 12 days to sort of get into this holiday spirit and, and Christmas time. And so we, we tend to be running around a little bit. And in th- this year, I don't even know if we've really decided. We, we know we haven't put up the Christmas tree yet. Yeah. I mean, I actually took Abby to look at Christmas lights tonight as I was driving her and a girlfriend home. But, um, Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, everybody, you know, works so hard this weekend. So let's, let's go out and enjoy those Christmas lights. Um, but I think, you know, because there's such a lot, I actually think this year we'll probably wait till Alex's, after Alex's birthday um, for two reasons. One, we have such a long window between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And secondly, we're having his friends over to our house. Yes. We, for that's his right. birthday. So I really don't think I need, you know, 12, 10 year olds running around with Christmas decorations up. I'd rather just mm-hmm. wait until after and then just say, you know what, forget it. Um but you know that that's just our circumstances. Some of you may have kids who have birthdays between then. But whether you have kids' birthdays or you know you just have life going on, this is the time of year where the obligations just start to come in fast and furious. And everybody's having Christmas party. You know, friends are having Christmas parties, and I really want to go to this party, but also want to go to this party. Um, we've got birthday party invitations coming in, and all of a sudden you're starting to get a little snippy with the person that sits across the table from you. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the snippiness comes from a couple of different places. Sometimes it comes from um, too much to do and too little time to do it. Sometimes it comes from financial pressures coming this time of year where, you know, you're just feeling like we've got too much Christmas and not enough money mm-hmm. to do what we think we should be doing, kind of in that keeping up with the Joneses. And so we're feeling pressure from that. You know, sometimes it just comes from the fact that this is a stressful time of year. Um, the, the other thing that Tony didn't mention when he was kind of talking about the kids' birthdays is that um, our son Andrew died on December 14th. So not, right. not only do we have, you know, November 29th and December 13th, but we also have the loss of our son on December 14th, um, which it just, you know, it's been, it'll be eight years this year. It still puts me into a tailspin. Yeah. And it always brings up those emotions. It brings up those emotions. So, you know, on top of that, and um, I know many of you listening to us have dealt with child loss either directly yourself or through family members. And I know that the holidays are an especially difficult time. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know that, you know, every Christmas rolls around. And, and you know, in our particular case, um, we do a giving tree item. Right. Um, both of our kids are at the same elementary school. And so they do a giving tree. And so I always find a boy who would be Andrew's age. And we always get that child clothes and a toy like that. And <laughs> Tony didn't realize quite the extent I did this. Um, and so we're out shopping and I'm like, oh yeah, we need to get this and we need to get this. And he's looking at me, he goes, are you kidding me? And I go, this is, this is the one time a year. This is what I do. This is, you know, I, I don't get to spoil Andrew mm-hmm. all year long. So once a year, there's a little boy that I make sure has, you know, pants and shirts and toys. Um, because that's just, as a mom, that's my way of giving to my little boy every year. Right. And, um, and so you can see just like yourselves, there's a number of things that are happening in our lives. On top of this, you know, you're adding school, right? Kids mm-hmm. are going to school. We're still doing our church functions or, and what have you. Some of you are going to be traveling for Thanksgiving and for Christmas possibly, or you have folks coming in during those two holiday seasons. So there's a lot going on and we have found out And have learned from you guys over the years that this is one of those seasons during the year when it seems like none other than none, like no other time of the year where you don't find time for each other. And it really is prevalent because we hear and we see the emails and we read them about how you're frustrated at this time Mm -hmm. of year. You know, with everything that's going on, it's, it's this frustration that's, that's building up. And because what I feel is happening, one or both of you are just trying to hold the peace inside the house. Sure. Because it's, it's a holiday season that I just have to put on my happy face and my pretty face and we're just going to smile and we're just going to go through this because family's around and we're going to family or they're coming here and we just need to have the perfect Christmas dinner (laughs) and once it's all over and everything is finished and put away, that's when we see those emails that come in that are just like, we are so distant now. We're not connecting anymore and it takes you time to get back on track. Mm -hmm. So 
our goal with this show is helping you find ways to make time during this season of life in your marriage that you can steal away 15 minutes. That's all it is. And so that the two of you can connect during this time. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is we're going to start with, we, we posed this question up on Facebook because we just wanted to hear what folks had to say. We have our own ideas of what's, you know, the big obstacles, but we want to hear, we wanted to hear from you. So we have some obstacles that people told us about, and then we're going to talk about some of those solutions that you can use. And here's the biggest thing. Keep an open mind and you got to be flexible. You got to be willing to try some new stuff. You got to think outside of your own box sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard because all of us, even Elisa and I included, will get into our habits and our ways and we sometimes cannot see beyond our own nose because we've always done it this way. It hasn't ever worked any other way and this is the only way it's going to happen. So we may be challenging you a little bit and you may, when you first hear them, just go, oh, that wouldn't work for us because of this, this, and this. Instead of taking that really quick snap response, resonate on it, think about it, pray upon it, and then move forward and see what can happen. The goal is though, is that you and your spouse get some quality time this season so that you are more connected and that way you can come out on the back end stronger, tighter, more connected and not spending the next three to four months of the first of 2013 on just trying to make things right again. Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about this all, you know, every year mm-hmm. around this time. This is what we talk about. And it's because it's something that we need to work on. Oh, sure. Every year. And so that's, that's why we bring it up. It's not to, it's not to badger you guys. It's just to say, you know what? And I'm, you know, reading over the comments that were posted up on Facebook and I want to start sharing these, but you know, one of, one of our listeners said, um, either unreliable babysitters or no babysitters. We had, you know, a couple responses all around the whole, um, unreliable babysitters, no babysitters, or if you have a large number of kids, then babysitters get expensive. Um, so you've got this whole, who's watching the kids, right? You know, and that becomes, trust me, we understand that obstacle. There have been nights when we want to go out. There is no babysitter available. It is, it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? We've had a babysitter for a long time that, that the kids just aren't digging much anymore. So it's, it's tough for us. Very reliable. But at the same time, when we try to get out the door or we even mention this babysitter coming over, it's like everything just goes out the window. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then we're trying to deal with two kids and trying to put out those fires and we're starting to get frustrated. So, you know, that takes us down now to one where we used to have two good ones. Mm-hmm. So we, we know that. And so we've also got um, folks where your schedules, uh, you know, somebody's working nights, somebody's working days, or mm-hmm. you've got... Um, you know, you've got self-employed families where, you know, and we understand the self-employed where you get into the trap of always being on. 
Yeah. Um, but when you're, you know, when you've got somebody working nights and somebody working days, then it's hard to find that, like, when are, when are we both off at the same time mm-hmm. type of deal. Um, we also heard from a number of you that are homeschooling parents. Yes. And so, you know, you've, you've always got the kids around. You don't have that break during the day or at any given point in time because you, because of that choice, which is an incredible choice. And my hats are off to homeschooling parents everywhere. I've thought about it every once in a while. And then I realized that I am not equipped with my current frame of mind and, and whatnot to be able to give that gift to my children. So hats off to all of you doing that. Um, let me see what else we've been, we've gotten here. Um, some, a lot of you don't have family close by and that kind of goes back to the babysitter thing. Um, but you know, when you're, when you're spread out, when you're spread out from work, when you're spread out from family and so, you know, commuting makes it prohibitive. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and then just, you know, the big thing is exhaustion. We are a tired society. If you ask anybody how they're doing on any given day, I can guarantee you that nine times out of 10, they're going to say, I'm busy. So what do you say? I'm busy. I'm busy. How you doing? Oh, I'm really busy. I- I'm so tired of hearing that. Tired. I, See, you're tired. I, I, yes, I am <laughs> tired of hearing it. And I took my nap today because I was tired or the, later this evening. When did you get a nap? Oh, I took a little quick one when you went to pick up the kids. Oh, bonus. 10 minute power nap. I was like, I need it. I am seriously, Elise and I had talked about this recently, maybe a few weeks ago, about how, how often people say, I'm busy. And no kidding, she is spot on. And people ask me, well, how are you doing? And I just go, you know what? I'm doing great. Things are going well for the most part, but this is what's going on. I personally am one of those guys that would say that, oh, you know, busy life, this. I've turned my mind around and I'm not even saying that anymore. You know, life is, you know, hectic or something is going on that's, you know, adding some added stress or what have you. Oh my goodness. So I, Oh my, everybody's busy folks. Everybody says come it. up with a new one. And honestly, I'm trying to think what the heck are you doing that you're so dang busy all the time? Well, it, it, I mean, it, it, I'll tell come you what's going we, we all, we live in a very overcommitted society. My goodness. Say no to some stuff. Will ya? For crying out loud. Say no. I, I mean, if you're so darn busy and you're so darn exhausted and you don't have any time to spend with your spouse, then say no to all the crap that doesn't need to be on your plate. Mm-hmm. I, I, enough. I mean, I had to tell somebody that we were talking. We didn't have to tell somebody. We had a talk. We were talking to somebody after church today. A very lovely woman that we've known. She's been in our small groups. She's going off. She's she has this awesome ministry that she wants to just start. She I shouldn't say start, but that she wants to take to the next level. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to her, and, and she was like, you know, I'm busy doing this and this and this. And as we were talking to her, we said, you know, don't forget, there are going to be some things on your plate that you got to just say that are really important, that are important and are valuable. But you're gonna have to say no. You're going to have to say, 
I cannot do this at this time because I, you're, you're not going to be able to run everything and get anything done. And you know what? Because she's been through strip down with us before. She totally got it. And she's like, I know. Well, give the rest of the story. Give the rest of the story where? Well, you say, you know, when she responded, she goes, I know. And my last day at my job is right. this coming Friday. She, like she and her husband, oh, yes. had already, I'm like, don't just leave them hanging with the, you know, she knows what she heard in the book. No, she and her husband figured out how to make it work because she is so passionate about what she's doing. She made this really interesting comment. She goes, I feel like I'm wasting time at my job when I could be changing lives Mm-hmm. doing this. So we are scaling back our finances. We are scaling back our lifestyle so that I can afford to leave my job. And she actually does already, she works for a, um, it's a ministry organization. I can't remember what it's called, but she, anyhow, so she's already in ministry right. in another capacity. So she's leaving that to free up the time that allows her to be able to grow this passion. So she's already made the decision to say, you know what? I, I can't do it all. This is not working. I'm stressed. It's affecting my family. It's affecting my marriage. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to my husband and we're going to come up with a solution. And their solution was for her to quit her job. All right. So it, it, it just goes to show. And again, start listening. O- open up your ears a little bit. And whenever you ask somebody, how are you doing? Just take notice of what they're saying. And when they say, oh, I'm busy, ask the next question. Well, what are you doing? You know, and this just allows you to look inward and go, okay, do I need to be doing all that stuff too? Is it really that important? Because if I want to build this relationship with my spouse, Are there going to be some things that I'm going to have to set aside for right now in this season of life when it is really hectic and go, you know what, for right now, I'm just not going to do that. I'll pick it up in four months or five months or six months. Similar to like with Elisa and I, when we do our our small group studies, we do them for a six to eight week period. Mm -hmm. We know we're there. We're committed. We're, we're, Loving on the folks that are there, you know, we prepare ourselves, we do all of that, but then we take our time away. Mm -hmm. And then that way it it rejuvenates us. We come back in two, three months when we do our next one and we're, we're ready for it. We just got asked about that today. If we were still leading, um, we'd been leading a small group. CRB did a uh, study on the book called weird and that wrapped up two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was two weeks ago and um, we just got asked by somebody today, are you guys still leading that Sunday afternoon small group? And we're like, no, you know what? This is, this is not what we, what we're being called to do right now because it doesn't fit into a call to, it's, it's just, it doesn't work into our, it schedule. doesn't work into our lives. And so, you know, we're not, but I want to, before we jump into solutions, I want to mm-hmm. share um, this one comment. And so this particular listener was saying, um, you know, the obstacles, teenagers, homeschooling, exhaustion. Listen to what she says at the end. But when I thought of those, I realized the bigger roadblock is excuses. When we made the decision, we got much better at finding the time. Yeah. And, and, and I want to tell you, when we don't have time to do something, it's an excuse. Because 
when we really, really want to do something, you will always find the time. When something is a priority to you, you will find the time to get it done, to make it happen. And so what we're going to challenge you with, with some of these solutions is making time for a sexy marriage, Mm -hmm. changing your mindset, especially for the next four to five weeks, which are, you know, typically a much more stressful time, much more, you know, like we already talked about it, you have a lot more commitments. Everything gets amped up a little bit in the next four weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Where are you finding the time for your marriage, for your spouse? Right. And I think the best place to start on this one where I'd like to start is a simple one. And it's one Elise and I did years ago when our kids were, were younger and we, we didn't go out that much, but we still wanted to have time together. And so what we would do is we would have dinner with the fam. Elise and I just wouldn't eat a big dinner. Our goal was let's get the kids to bed Let's get him to sleep. And then she and I would put out a blanket in our living room floor. We would bust out the candles and we'd make ourselves a nice dinner and we would just sit there and we would eat dinner together. In some nights it was, Hey, whoever gets the first kid down, then you go and run and go grab us something to eat. And we'd have what we wanted to eat. Mm -hmm. And so that person you know, would run out, go grab the food and come on back and set everything up. And it was a nice time for us just to hang out, talk, eat under the candlelights. That was it. And it was in our living room, folks. As I say, think about it. It's got all the, all the fabulous elements of, you know, a picnic in the park, you know, you're having your picnic, um, but no bugs, no grass. And if those of you that live, you know, in the Northern States, no snow or freezing cold temperatures. Well, and again, candlelight didn't have to deal with, you know, getting a babysitter, paying for the sitter, all of that. We didn't have to deal with any of that. Mm -hmm. Now, the one downside to this, and it happened a number of times and it does get aggravating, but we had to remember why are we doing this? is when either one of them didn't want to go to sleep or one of them didn't want to go to sleep. And so you're struggling with, okay, I want to do this with my spouse. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get this done. I'm getting aggravated because my child doesn't want to go to sleep. Again, we've been there. And I will say for for myself, what I just had to remember was, look it, it doesn't matter if we eat at 8 o'clock or we eat at 9 o'clock. I mean, we usually get to our kids started to bed earlier. We start them at seven, so we can usually be done by seven thirty-eight. But I just would remember and just go, you know what? It's about spending the time with my wife, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to have to just stay calm in this situation, spend the time with my child, make sure that they're asleep, and then we're going to do it. We're going to have our time together, and it worked. Again. Yes, things come up with the kids getting up and this and that, but you just got to go, hey, son, daughter, back to bed. Get, get to bed. We'll, we'll take it. It, it wasn't always un, uninterrupted. The big thing we were looking at was, hey, can we get a 10, 15 minute chunk of time here? Mm-hmm. That's what our goal. 10 to 15 minutes. If we can get more than that, by all means, awesome. 
Well, we had a fabulous um, suggestion. We were talking to a friend this weekend and she was talking about the fact um, that they sit down somewhere around eight o'clock every night and, you know, have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea together. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it's kind of their code word for it's time to turn off the computers. It's time to spend time together. And so, you know, one or the other will say, you know, is it, are you ready for a cup of tea? Yes. And I thought that, I think that is awesome as well. Not only is it code word for it's time to shut down all the other stuff and focus on us, but you have this time. I mean, think about it. There's a reason there's a Starbucks on every corner. People love to sit down all over their hot drinks, Mm -hmm. coffee, tea. I mean, make it iced, whatever, whatever works for you, but everything's put away and it's just the two of you having a conversation. It costs you nothing. Right. And again, when we're bringing these things up, I'm not saying you got to do it every day. I mean, if you can do that, just with what Elisa was saying, with having a coffee or tea together once a week for 15 minutes, think about the connection you can have. Think about that time when you go, you know what? We're going to just pick up our drinks. We're going to just sit across from each other and we're going to just talk for a little bit. You know, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? And that could be in the evening after the kids go to bed. It could be in the morning, maybe one morning a week. You guys just decide, you know what? The house gets going about six. We're going to get up at 530. Mm-hmm. We're going to roll out of bed. We're going to get our coffee going. We're going to sit down together. We're going to pray together. You know, we're going to bust out our Bible or Jesus calling together. And we're going to just hang out. Okay. I think a lot of us think, and, and don't get me wrong, this was my, my way of thinking for a long time was that this had to be done daily. Like I had to constantly, I, I would have to do this daily. Find those moments when you can do it. Key is you're going to have to bust out those calendars and put it on the calendar if you haven't been able to make this happen. It is the one area where couples falter mm-hmm. over and over and over. And you've heard us say it over and over and over. And I will continue to say it. You need to put these times down in your calendar and make them a priority. Alisa and I, we don't have this night on the podcast down on the calendar. You know why? Because it's a habit. It does not matter what is going on. It is happening for our well-being and for your well-being. Mm-hmm. It is happening. It is on our calendar. Between 8 and 9 o'clock, Sunday or Monday night, we are here. We are going to do it. During the week, there are other times, though, when we'll bust out our calendars and we'll start asking each other, hey, what do you have going on this day? Mm-hmm. What do you have going on that day? I have an opening here. Can we just you know, spend 15, 20 minutes together and just talk about some things that are going on so we can just relax? Mm-hmm. So make sure you don't discount that. Well, and we had um, we had dinner with another friend uh, a couple earlier Thanksgiving week, and she was saying that she and her husband have made a decision. They are self-employed. Um, they have a couple of different businesses, and they've made a decision yeah, that, that's right. that business stops at 6 p.m. And she was telling us how tough that has been for her. 
Right. I mean, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge shift for the two of them because they have, you know, they, their kids are a little bit older, so they don't quite have the whole, you know, bedtime routine thing. And so they've been able to work Mm -hmm. into the evening. And so for her and her husband to make this decision that, you know what, there is no emergency. There is nothing so important that we have to work on it after 6 p.m. And I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody. I mean, Tony and I, when she said that, I, I think we both kind of had a little mini panic attack going, whoa. Um, well, obviously we're doing this at... Yeah, we're, I mean, we record at nine. Um, but that's another decision. You know, if, if the workday is over in your marriage at a certain time, then guess what? The workday is over. Mm-hmm. When we, but now keep in mind, they talked about it and right. mutually agreed to do that. So that it's not a tug on either one of them. But again, they're finding time now in the evenings to hang out together. I mean, she's talking about how they go for a walk in the park and they, you know, they've done this and they've done that. And again, their kids are teenagers. But some of you that commented, you also have teenagers. And, you know, teenagers are great because you can leave them home for short periods of time and, you know, get out by yourselves. Um, yeah. And in, in what she was saying is that they have a nice little park. I don't know. What is it? Two, three, four blocks yeah, away. It's not far. So for them, it was one of those things where they could just, you know, walk to the park, sit down on a bench, talk on the way there, finish their conversation or get it to a point where it was closing mm-hmm. and then walk back home. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't this huge time frame, mm-hmm. but it was enough for them just to connect and make that time. Another, um, so Friday night, um, Tony and I, Tony and I met, um, Michelle, the food passionista at this business conference that we went to, uh, the first weekend in October this year. And over our, that was over our our anniversary, anniversary weekend. And I'll have a, I'll have a link to her business. And Michelle is amazing. Yeah. I just, wow, I'm totally blown away by, by what she's doing with her business. And, and so she does these flirt cook shops. And, and so a cook shop's like a workshop, but with food. And so... With lots of good food. Lots of amazing food. So she comes and... I'm gonna, Michelle, I know you're listening. I'm going to apologize. I don't remember what all the letters in flirt stand for, but it's this fabulous acronym. Um, dealing with, you know, learning new recipes and identifying your strengths. And uh, I don't remember the other letters, but it's really cute because the flirt stands for something. And I'm looking at my flirt cookshop recipes. And so basically it's, it's a relationship cooking workshop all done in your own kitchen. She brings all the food because you've already had a consultation with her. And the two of you get to hang out with Michelle, who's fabulous, learning to cook together in your own kitchen mm-hmm. with a recipe that's easy to follow and then you get to enjoy it. And so this was, you know, this was kind of one of those outside the box things for us where, you know, we're kind of, it's very funny for us to be on the receiving end of relationship education because usually we're the ones, you know, giving it. You guys know, you listen to us. Um, so we did this really fun outside the box type of thing. And so we're sitting here and we're, and you know, she does this whole exercise with the five love languages, which just as an aside, for oh, all yeah. of those of you that have done the five love languages, and it's been more than probably six months to a year. I'd say more like a year. Okay. If it's if been more than a longer. year or two. Um, do the five love languages assessment again. 
And the reason I say that is because Tony and I must have done it probably five years ago. I think we, maybe I think longer. we did five years ago. Yeah. Give or take. And so, you know, we've been living in this I am words of affirmation and Tony is acts of service. That's our love language, blah, blah, blah. It is set in stone. Right. And so she brings this, you know, this is part of the workshop. And so we do the five love languages again, which is just kind of, you know, again, one of those little things that you could sit down and do and just talk about your answers. Right. Again, just time to communicate and reconnect with one another. Turns out that some of our love languages have kind of shifted around in the last five years. Kind of, they have. Um, I all of a sudden have... Oh. Yours, yours is both words of affirmation and quality, quality time. time. Followed, those two were tied. Right. But then all of a sudden, and I, I can't remember what my score was five years ago, but physical touch is suddenly like right there behind it by one, by one, one or tally. Two. One. Mm-hmm. Oh, one. One. It was, it was like two nines and I had an eight. There you go. And so all of a sudden we're talking about this and Tony is now at quality time, isn't it? Quality time was my number one followed by acts of service and then physical touch was number three. Right. And and I, I mean, I can't give you the numbers because I don't know where our numbers are from five years ago, but I can tell you this is greatly different mm-hmm. than what it was. And we start talking about why we've had this change. Mm-hmm. And how we can spend more time together. Because all of a sudden, quality time is really important to the two of us. And and we start talking about the fact that, remember when we used to sit down and play board games after the kids went to bed? I mean, right. folks, there is an easy thing that you can do to you know add a little fun to your marriage. Because here's what happens. You pull out the board games. And for us, it was Yahtzee. We didn't even really, you know, we liked Yahtzee. Um, Yahtzee. So we would laugh. When the kids were little, we would laugh about trying to keep the dice quiet. Yes. Because we didn't want anybody to wake up hearing the dice roll. Yeah. And then it would be the, uh, you know, then we're keeping score and we're a little bit competitive and, you know, you'd have the person pounding a little bit who lost, you know, I mean, so it's just, it was just fun and we haven't played Yahtzee. I couldn't tell you how long it's been since we played Yahtzee. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that we need to, we need to do it again after talking about it on Friday night when we were doing that, we were going, you know what? We do need to just make the time we need to put it on once, the calendar. Yep. We got to put it all on our calendar and go, you know what? Once a week or once every other week, we're going to just sit down and we're going to play a game of Yahtzee or two and just hang out, turn everything off. Mm-hmm. Like Elisa was saying before and our friend, you know, nothing of emergency proportion is going to happen after six o'clock and we just need to turn it off mm-hmm. because those were some of those fun times that led to us just flirting together you know, just sort of the, the little chuckles and the little touches and, and, and would lead to more, you know? And even on those nights that it didn't lead to more, it was just fun together. Yeah. And that's part of what drives the sexy marriage is you got to have fun together. You got to laugh. It can't be. And, and I say this, um, because this is me in our marriage. I am the very serious one. Oh I, yes. I am the one that doesn't laugh very much. In fact, I just have to share with everybody. So we're driving, we the kids had been up in L.A. Um, with our in-laws, Tony's no, brother and his wife. Not they're, my in-laws. Well, they're my in-laws. Oh, they're your in-laws, yes. Okay, Tony, my brother. Tony's brother and his wife um, for the weekend. So we go up and pick them up yesterday, and we're driving back in the home, and we start doing all of the text abbreviations, like LOL and and IMO and TTYL. And for those of you that don't know, just Google it. It'll give you all of them. ASAP. But we started doing this in the car, and then we start making up like all kinds of other ones that aren't, you know, so your tradition. And we're just having fun in the car. 
Yes. And it's been a long time. Typically, and we also kind of shifted where everybody was sitting, so that helped too. But it was the first time in a long time that I remember us just sitting in the car, having fun, laughing. Because it's just not been characteristic of me. And sometimes you have to do those things a little bit outside of your comfort zone or what's characteristic for you. Go out on a limb, folks. Try something like inviting someone into your home to do a cook shop. I'm telling you, if you live in Southern California, you need to seriously consider having the food passionista come and knock your socks off with a cook shop. Um, Because Michelle, she is just going to love on you. And the recipes, it's like all stuff that you'd get at the the regular grocery store. Like she didn't bring anything into our home. She got it all from Trader Joe's. Right. But what I'm saying is she didn't bring anything into our home that I'd never seen before. Yeah. We are going to be doing a lot with Michelle in 2013. We were were already talking to her about doing some stuff with us. So for those of you who live in San Diego, you know, keep your your eyes and ears open because we're going to do some stuff. We had a blast. I mean... It, it was one of those meals, and I'll, and I'll tell you, during the course of the week with kids and everything like that, highly unlikely I'm going to be making the meal that we made. Just, it's just, it was. It would have taken too much time. Right. It's just, it's too long. It, it's for, for what's happening in, you know, you're just trying to get a meal on the table. To me, it's usually, you know, let's get some protein down. Let's get some veggies. We we could, yes, we could. We could divvy it up because it was was actually like an appetizer, a lentil soup, followed by um, this fabulous macadamia crusted chicken tenderloin with tenderloins tenders um, over a bed of couscous. I think it was just breasts. There weren't tenders. No, they they were the thin. They were like the chicken tenders. Oh, maybe it was just chicken breast cutlets over a bed of couscous that had asparagus and tomato in it. And then dessert was chocolate dipped strawberries. Mm. Fabulous. Like the strawberries, just, just amazing. I mean, mouth watering. Like I've never had macadamia crusted chicken before. It was so good. And it's not something that we would have, like we've talked about doing a cooking class, but we've never actually done it. So to have somebody bring everything to our home, she's already done the shopping based on our likes, dislikes, food aversions, things like that. And you know what? You're, you're in the comfort of your own home. You know your pots and pans. You don't have to worry about a chef looking at you going, oh, well, that's not the right way to... You know, like she taught me how to dice and chop and mm-hmm. you know, mince and those types of things. And, and when I did something wrong, she's like, no problem. We can fix that. You know? And so there was never an intimidation factor that like, I'm afraid to use my knife right. in your house. And so again, if you live in Southern California, we're going to, I know Tony's going to have a link. She's running a special between now and Christmas, I think, or maybe now in the end, end of, of the year. year. Um, check it out. You will not be sorry, but I'm just a, a huge plug for her. A, I think she's a wonderful person. And just as a side note, she does serve in our military. And so a thank you to all the veterans, um, active duty military here and abroad, um, for your service at Thanksgiving. That's just another little side, but what else do you want to touch on for ways to, to, to make time this season? And, and I want to touch on one of those with the homeschoolers Mm -hmm. because, you know, we have friends who've homeschooled and man, is it a lot? It is a lot. And Elisa and I cannot speak to you firsthand on, okay, this is how we would do it mm-hmm. because, you know, for us, we send our kids to school every day and we get time away. 
from them and them from us. And so those are some of those times during the day when we do have the opportunity to just sit down because it's quiet around here or we choose to get a lunch together or whatever. But for those of you who are homeschooling, think outside that box again. You know, is it, are you guys doing a PE session, you know, at the park with a group? Can you find that time and ask one of the other parents there if it's okay if you take off for half an hour? You know, have your husband maybe or your wife meet you there and then just go for a walk from there. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're at a park. And I'm not saying stay at the park and run and walk laps around it because your kids are probably there, you know, but can you just walk up the street 10 minutes and walk back down? Is that a possibility? The other thing I was going to say is I know um, homeschooling communities tend to be very, very strong. Um, At least where we are here in San Diego, um, there are homeschooling networks. And it's been, as I've talked to homeschoolers and I've, you know, I've seen, you know, as I was investigating it, you know, there are these networks throughout the country. And so perhaps within your own homeschooling uh, group, you can swap you know, it doesn't have to be during the day. I mean, maybe, you know, it's kind of the whole babysitting co-op, babysitting swap type thing that you do. And you say, you know what? Hey, can we, can we swap kids? You know, get, get creative with the people that you do know. I know some of you that responded to us, um, you've just moved to new areas. You know, you, that's where you're going to have to, you know, really, okay, start interviewing babysitters. Start, you know, Instead of going out to eat all the time, if money is an issue for a babysitter, don't go out to eat with the kids. Save that money for a babysitter. You know, we don't have to go out to eat every week with our kids if money is an issue. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, if we're not getting time as a couple together because we're spending it on, you know, a meal for the four of us, I would suggest you cut back on taking the kids out to eat and save the money for the babysitter. Yeah. You know, because it is so critical that the two of you make time for each other, whether it's at home playing board games, having, you know, that picnic dinner after the kids go to bed, taking a walk around the block, you know, coffee and tea, coffee and tea, find what works for the two of you and do it. Pull out those calendars, folks. You're going to be listening to this episode. It's going to go live on December or on November 20. 27th Mm -hmm. 27th Um, that gives you just under a month until Christmas maybe sit down Tuesday or Wednesday with your calendars and plan out at least once a week for the next four weeks when you can have that time together right and if it means you have to say no to something else do it even if it's something really good your marriage will come out much stronger after the holidays and heading into 2013, if you say no to the good stuff and yes to your spouse, then if you get those priorities reversed and you do it the other way around, because then you're heading into 2013 going, well, that was kind of a stinky holiday. We fought, we bickered, we did it. Change your priorities, folks. Find the time. Your marriage needs you to make each other a priority this holiday season. Yep. And I'm going to totally back Elise on that four times. That's 15 minutes each time. That's one hour. One hour in the next 30 days to connect. Quality time 
connecting with each other. Each and every one of us has 168 hours a week. 168 hours. We're talking about grabbing 15 minutes and making that some quality time together. So that way, when you come through this, this time, this season, you're going to be smiling at the end. You're going to be smiling going, you know what? Those are some good times. And yeah, we had some rough times in there and they're, you know, with family members and kids and meals and this and that. We all face those. We all do. But I'll tell you, the more and more that Elisa and I spend quality time together, those tough times, I don't remember them much anymore. I remember those good times because we make sure that we spend them together. You guys have a fantastic week. Again, you want to reach out to us, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or you can call us at 858 876 Five six six three. If you'd love to sign up for our free newsletter where you can get more information on intimacy, romance, and passion, we also give you our 77 questions to get the conversation started, which is a great way to spend this time asking some really good questions about each other, plus the three kinds of sex audio program. All you have to do is go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter, fill in your email, you're good to go. You're going to get started on the right track. You'll have some tools right there for you during this time to start working on your marriage. We love you guys, and we hope that you have a fantastic week.